Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. To the, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour back on the air. We're glad you're with us. Bob and Kelly, we're sitting here in the Southern Bank Corps studio in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Luke Johnson in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Laurel. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our program and, of course, the athletic program at Southern Miss and a great place to cater any holiday events that... You may have upcoming Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Dickie's Barbecue does a great job. All right, let's get the show started. We'll be talking basketball a little later. We're going to have the play-by-play voice of Lamar. Who Lamar what, Kelly? The Lamar Cardinals. Harold Munn, who has been their radio voice for a long time, they're, they're coming off of – they pounded Louisiana Monroe, beat them by like 23 points, right. which that doesn't – that's that's not and that good. game is tonight, right? At, at Lamar tonight. Right? All right, but first, let's talk a little Saints football. Patrick McGee, we missed him Friday because we were obviously doing the toy drive, and Patrick is just attending Christmas party after Christmas party. Man, social life in New Orleans is good, Patrick. Yeah, well, everybody loves an excuse for a party here, so it's, uh, it's been one after another. I've never heard that about New Orleans. <laughs> well, he w- he wouldn't be as busy if Blue wasn't such a chick magnet, you know. Yeah, Blue's been, Blue's been like worth his weight in gold. There ain't no doubt. All right, Patrick, uh, the Saints now two games in a row they've won. They haven't given up a touchdown in two games. They defeat the Giants yesterday. 24-6, uh, beat the Panthers uh, 28-6. Not the two greatest teams in the world, but the Giants had won three games in a row coming into the contest yesterday. So there is still life in New Orleans, am I right? Yeah, uh, very much so. I mean, there's still a lot to be determined, but right now the Saints are in a two-way tie atop the division with Tampa. Uh <laughs> surprise yesterday was Carolina. Uh, taken down Atlanta, I think it was, it was what like nine to six or something like that was the final score. Um, so yeah, I mean uh, Tampa's playing really well right now. Make, uh, Mayfield had a big game, uh, but yet you kind of going back to the Panthers game for the Saints a little bit. That was, you know, the final score looked better, you know, or, or didn't really reflect how kind of poorly the Saints actually played in that game. The Panthers were just so bad. Uh, but coming off this game, the Saints really did look good. I don't think the Saints, the, the final score indicated how thoroughly the Saints really dominated the Giants. And like you said, the Giants were coming in having won three games straight. Uh, DeVito was playing well, and the Saints really handled them. Uh, you know, they got they got to the quarterback seven times, seven sacks, uh, which is a mm-hmm. lot in the NFL. And offensively, Derek Carr was really efficient. You know, was without Chris Olave, his top receiver. 
but overall, the offense looked good. In all areas, the Saints played pretty well. So to be, you know, 7-7, seven and seven, you got three games left on the schedule. The Saints have a little momentum going their way. Uh, but, you know, they've still got to go to Tampa at some point. Uh, three games, you go to you go to L.A., play the Rams Thursday night, then your final two games are at Tampa, and then you host, host the Falcons. Well, the the Rams are playing pretty well. That won't be right. easy, and Tampa won't be easy. Has the head coach secured his job? I think we're kind of trending that direction, uh, just based on the fact that it seems like the Saints are reluctant uh, to change things. Uh, now, you know, if, if things really kind of fall apart these last three weeks, I think things could could potentially change. But at this point, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I know a lot of Saints fans are kind of restless and. We're frustrated with this team for much of the season, uh, but you know we talked about for the season that the team that gets to like ten and seven wins this division, and I think I predicted a ten win t- uh, season for the Saints. Before. Now I would probably back away from that a little bit. I think the I think the odds are they'll be like a nine and eight team uh, well, coming in, but they're in their hunt. Well, a lot of the prognosticators doing the math. Um, clearly point that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a much better chance of making the playoffs than the Saints do, and that there is indeed only going to be one team from that division uh, that gets in. So when you compare, you know, the Tampa, but but both teams kind of have their destiny in their own hands. Don't who does do we know who Tampa finishes with besides the yeah, Saints? Yeah, I, I just pulled it up. They they host the Jaguars uh, this Sunday, then they host the, the the Saints, and then they go to Carolina in the final game of the season. So. Closing out that you know you, you're you feel pretty good about going to, to Carolina for them, uh, tough game against the Saints, and then the Jaguars will probably be a tough opponent uh, on Christmas Eve. So, you know the Buccaneers have a pass, uh, two home games left. Uh, the Saints probably, I would say, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's fair to say that the Buccaneers just have the edge in terms of just looking and what what these two teams have in the final weeks. Of the season. Because I think the way the math shakes out, if the Saints get in, they can only be a four seed. I mean, you're either going to play Dallas or Philly. You get to play yeah. in the dome, but I'm saying you're one and done, Patrick. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it would be really tough for the for the Saints to be the, either one of those teams. But you know, you, you get to that point and you hope something happens. Hope things break your way. Maybe suddenly the offense just explodes. You you sack the quarterback seven times. You know, the the other team's quarterback, you know, uncharacteristically throws five interceptions, something like that. You just never know, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, things could break their way. But, yeah, if they win the division, everybody's happy in Saints land, but the fans will probably still find things to grumble about. But but here's the here's the question, and I think this is why I, I like to be one of those guys that would say, I'm not going to pull for my team to tank. Yeah. Um, but I want to now. And here's the deal. Patrick, you just feel like that Dennis Allen just underachieves. And so yeah. if he if he stays, they got to do something offensively. So I mean, do they make a move with Carmichael? I mean, what what do you do because you don't want to say, well, you know, we were ten and eight first playoff loss. We played terrible in a bunch of games. We were not inspirational. Look at how nobody comes to the Superdome. I mean, it, it just seems like you're delaying the inevitable. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you are. Yes, I mean, and this is this is a team that's going to the, the way their salary cap situation is and everything moving forward. Uh, the way they play with that, you can't do that forever, you know. And it's going to be tough. I mean, it's an older team. How do you kind of rebuild the team over the next two to three years uh, with so many older guys on the roster? You know, what what happens? So, yeah, I mean, 
I think there's a lot of reasons for the angst among fans right now. I think the uncertainty moving forward, not having a whole lot of confidence in Carmichael or, or Allen, I, I guess there's a chance that they could make a change to offensive coordinator, even if they win the division after the season's over. Carmichael might even step away. You know, he's always been kind of an interesting character, not really seeking the spotlight. He might not want to deal with this stuff anymore as a coordinator. We don't know. Uh, so, yeah, there's still going to be some uncertainty going into the final weeks, going into the off season even if, say, they win the division, get in the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you, no game is predictable if you watch a lot of NFL football. I mean, you, right. you, you really can't tell from week to week. So I would say the Saints have as good a chance as, as Tampa to win this thing. Who knows? And you know what was interesting is that the owner of the Falcons over the weekend had said that Arthur Smith is safe. The head coach of the Falcons is safe for next year, that he doesn't need to worry about anything, and then they go in and crap the bed against Carolina. So, I mean, that was a big favor the Falcons did. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that nobody saw that game. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Did you see that crowd, Patrick? That's hard to believe an NFL game would have a crowd. No. Was it it at Carolina? Yes. Carolina. There couldn't have been a thousand people in the stands at halftime. Well, I I don't blame them one bit because I watched that game against the Saints, and it was just pathetic. It it was one of the worst performances (laughs) I've ever seen. By an NFL team, it was so that passing attack was just pitiful. Have you watched the Commanders this year? <laughs> I ha- I haven't had the 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 I haven't been blessed by the Commanders. Sam Howell's got more passing yards than Mahomes. Like, what are you talking about, no, Bob? They're four and ten. That's what I'm talking about. They're terrible. And see, that's they're my other thing, Patrick. Like, get rid of Allen. All right, Eric Bieniemy, here we come. And then his offense didn't do anything. I do think, though, you know, just to. Just a spitball here. I do think Todd Munkin would be a very exciting, uh, yeah, opportunity in New Orleans. I mean that that yeah. would be really good. Yeah, I think a lot of people think a lot of people that that know what they're talking about think Munkin's going to get a head coaching job, and it makes a lot of sense to me. No you know, question. And no I question. think he would he would be he would have been really a good heir of of Sean Payton because he brings a lot of the same kind of approach and mentality to the job, uh, and I think he, he you know. Once they sit, if if say if there was a time whenever the Saints sat down with uh, Todd Munkin for the head coaching job, they would say, "Yeah, this is the dude." And when you, you look know, at the, what did he tell us on this show, guys? What the, <laughs> that Cleveland blanked up when they didn't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> it was off the air, so I'll let you fill in the blank there, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess it was the Jets and Cleveland and both kind it was, of. It was tired. something else. I mean, I, I think he did say something to that effect, but it was something like they. What, 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 Kelly, what was it? It was, it was, it was two comments that he made. I, well, he, you know, he, the Bengals interviewed him before they hired um, their. He current lacked coach. no confidence. We should say it that way, Bob. That's yeah. No, yeah, he doesn't like any confidence. And and what a resume! I mean, two natties at Georgia. If and look, the Ravens could very easily win the Super Bowl this year. And if they do that, they need to have two natties at the college level yeah. and a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, real quickly, Patrick. I watched them last night. I think that's the most underrated team in the league are the Ravens. They could win the entire thing. Yeah, I, I, think, I like what Munkin's done there. I think they're in a good good yeah. place right now. Patrick, uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll look forward to having you on the show again next week. Alright, thanks guys. Merry Christmas to y'all. Alright, Patrick McGee, everybody from NOLA.com, our very good friend I'm happy to say. Thursday night national TV game coming up for the Hoodats. That's right. Colby Montgomery is going to be in action tonight. We're going to hear from him next and then later We'll hear from the play-by-play voice of Lamar Cardinal right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. Bob, Bob I may laugh more the second time. <laughs> yeah. The first. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, working with Kelly Sander is really unusual. Kelly just revealed off air to Luke and I what his Christmas plans are. I had no idea, Kelly. What, what are you doing? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of politically active, and I'm I'm going to Washington D.C. as part of the Million Pound March. Uh, to, to fight, fight obesity. Is that or hams across America? Is yes, yeah. Well, that was. I had to, to make a choice. Fight obesity. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to make a choice. Between Are you going to eat while you're up? the million pound march? Y'all eat the whole march. Hams like hams you know, across America. When you run, when you run a five k or a half marathon or marathon, they have water stations. At the million pound march, or they have like. They have, hams hams, the they have ham sandwich stations. Turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat while you're walking. Eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> little fireball in there. That's yeah, just right. Uh, you're a sick man. Have I ever told you? I have told you that before. Guilty as charged. I've told you that a lot. <laughs> and I admit it readily. <laughs> Fudge. Oh, boy. Martha Washington. Oh, yeah. God. Campus Bookmark sponsors this segment of the show. And they even have my size. They do. They have Kelly's size. Miss Kathleen makes sure of that. Uh, CampusBookmark.net. They're on Hardy Street and a great place to do your Christmas shopping. I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> they've got, like, magnetic stickers. Because Kelly ain't going to walk. He's going to have his own golf cart. So he can go get one of those Southern Miss Eagle logos and put it on his golf cart. I'm one of those cart. people that, uh, on the electric carts in the grocery store with that small little basket in front, uh-huh. you know. Uh, which, Does it lean like your Corolla did? Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose, having yeah, that small little left, basket. When you left Ramey's that day in the Corolla, it was like a clown car. Yeah, the Barnum and Bailey clown car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Genesis of Hattiesburg is the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. Coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom. It's going to be on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Golden Eagle basketball Back on the floor tonight against Lamar. Kelly and I have talked great about this kid all year. Kobe Montgomery uh, comes off the bench largely, but boy, he's deadly from three-point range. He'll no doubt play a big role in tonight's game. Kelly talked to Kobe here recently, and we wanted to bring you that interview. Here we go. So, Kobe, a native of Louisville, where they know a little bit about basketball in that town. You talk about a town that, that has a high basketball acumen. Uh, what, it, was, it was Southern Miss's belief in you that actually made you decide to come here. You had a lot of choices from other schools. But when you talk about the belief Southern Miss had in you, what do you mean? Um, just like they, they, they really showed and uh, showed me that they cared and that they wanted me here. And like I said, um, a lot of teams passed on me because of my grades. And this was just one of the teams that stuck around and, and actually gave me a shot when I didn't have a shot. So that that just shows how much they care and how much they, they, they love their players. Well, you say you don't have a shot, but uh, basketball people say, no, this guy does have a shot, a really good shot. Uh, and, and, and when guys – and we talked a little bit about this off air, that, you know, you'd think if you play basketball, everybody should be able to shoot the ball. But, but you tend to shoot it a lot better than everybody else. Why is that? Repetition, repetition, repetition. And God's gift. God's gift. Now, the baseline jumper is your favorite. How did it get to be? So, um, I honestly don't know how it got to be my favorite shot. I just end up taking it a lot. <laughs> well, it, but it goes down. It otherwise, goes down. otherwise, it goes you, down. I wouldn't take it. I and, wouldn't take it. And actually, you've kind of had to evolve as a basketball player because in high school, you were a big man inside. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and also, my um, first year at JUCO, I played the four man. So, 
this year will be my third year total of actually like learning how to play a guard so I'm still learning emotionally and mentally you were around the team last year but you didn't get to play how did you deal with that when you're a player and you want to play very similar to the situation Andre Corbello is in right now right 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 um well I just want to give a shout out to the to the to the guys last year because like you said that's that that's something very hard to deal with like you said Carbello's dealing with it now and I know it's not easy but they really kept my name alive and and, and kept the, the joy inside of me cuz every time they was away they they mentioned me I was in their prayers and that's just how I went about it they 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 show love and I just went on with that Okay, so how's the how's the chemistry developing here now with a lot of new faces? Oh, the chemistry's getting better game by game. We still figuring each other out and um like I said, we, we, we kind of gelling together right now as we speak and just becoming a bigger family. Now, from, now from Louisville, I mentioned the great Denny Crum, who just passed away you know, this past year. You weren't even alive at the highlight <laughs> of, uh, of Louisville's basketball runs. That To me, that's hard to believe, but you never got to see Denny Crum coach. Right, right. I didn't. I didn't. Purvis Ellison. Great, great coaches. Two you great know. coaches. Great coaches. And another one I'd like to mention uh, that I was here for, Rick Patino. Rick Patino, um, I was... I I wasn't around a lot like to to see it live in person, but my family was big on watching uh, college basketball, and most of my family's Louisville fans, so I got to see that a lot. You know, clearly, if you had a choice between Louisville or Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg would clearly be the oh, better. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially now, Louisville. No, no, no shame to Louisville, but um, they not they not looking too good. Now, now, whenever whenever your basketball's career is over, whenever that is, um, maybe a career in real estate investment. You, you just want to be. Your own guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to be my own guy. I want to make a lot of money. That's the plan. I want to make a lot of money so I can give back to where I came from and, and take care of the people who took care of me. But you know the government's going to take about half of it. Yeah, sadly. Sadly, they are. Sadly, they are. <laughs> well, we're, we're hoping on your generation to change that. Get to, get to those voting booths, you know. But, but if not, then maybe physical therapy or trainer or something like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If, if I ain't going to say if all fails because at the end of the day, it's God's plan. But, um... If, if it doesn't work out, I, w- I would love to get back into coaching or being a trainer or something like that. We all know, anybody that follows the Sun Belt knows you got to win this tournament in order to get to the, 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 the big tournament, yes, unfortunately. Um, what do we have to do as a team to be that team that's holding the gold ball and heading to the 64? We, we, we got to... Like I said, we, we still working on IQ, so I feel like we got we to gotta keep gelling and I feel like once we all the way locked in and, and, and all the way like 100% family, as a family, can't nobody stop us. La familia. La familia. Yeah, but, but is there any aspect of the game, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, that concerns you right now? Um, heading, heading, getting close to that Georgia Southern opener. Getting close to that Georgia Southern opener. Um, one, one thing that we I feel like we need to work on is, um, and we, we actually did a good job on it the last game, is rebounding more rebounding more and uh defensively we still figuring it out we got a lot of new guys that didn't know much about the zone and and the zone is really a great defensive system that coach cardona put in and um like i said we got we got guys just we still learning even i'm i'm definitely still learning um well and we know from coach cardona you guys give up more than 50 points you better get ready to run oh yeah we've been running all week (laughs) (laughs) no fun (laughs) well kobe we look forward to to your success here and and we are so glad that you chose hattiesburg and and uh we wish you nothing but the best thank you thank you i appreciate that 
What a fine young man. You and I are big fans of this kid, Kelly. Well, first of all, how about that voice, man? Yeah, he's got the golden voice. Don Cornelius you know, yeah, from Soul yeah. Train back in the day. Uh, you know, Luke, uh, Kelly makes a great point, and and fans are kind of all mumble-bumble because they're 5-5. Five and five. It really does not matter. I mean, the only thing that really matters is that you – you get to play in well enough toward the end of the year that you have a shot at winning the tournament because otherwise you're not going to the NCAA. It doesn't matter how many games you win. And what's crazy is you might not go to the NIT either with yeah. how they have messed that up this year. But, yeah, I mean, the uh, the, the non-conference play allows you to, to get some momentum and then basically what you're doing is you're, you're fighting for a seed. You're fighting uh, – and, and a great, you know, like we did last year in um, in-season – regular season conference uh, championships excellent but the whole you only use that if you can uh, make use of it in the tournament and we mentioned andre curbelo luke the very latest yeah. from southern miss is andre curbelo is going to play tonight yeah over the weekend uh, we, we we talked about it late in the week last week how this uh, this judge i believe he was in west virginia basically issued a temporary restraining order until december 27th the ncaa came back and said well you know if if uh, something happens and they play in the two-week timetable, then you know they may lose eligibility, and so it became okay. Do you play a kid, you know, basically against Lamar and Ole Miss and Bernie Gear? And so later on Friday, the NCAA reached an agreement, and basically what it what it does is it says that uh, the this injunction is pressed out through the remainder of the spring. So double transfers can play without any danger of reprisal or getting punished. This was a quote. Uh, this is the best outcome for transfer student-athletes wishing to compete immediately. This action provides clarity for student-athletes and member schools for the remainder of the academic year. So Andre Carbello can play immediately. He can play through the end of the basketball season with, with nothing, uh, no, no worry that, that he might lose a, a eligibility after December 27th. Well, that will certainly have a huge impact, Bob, on this Golden Eagle team because the coaches love Carbello and said, man, he is something. All right, we'll see tonight. Uh, I guess he'll be on the floor against the Lamar Cardinals. When we come back, we'll hear from their play-by-play voice. What's his name, Kelly? Howard Dunn. Howard Dunn, and uh, we'll look forward to that. want to remind you real quickly, Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. Visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from the USM campus. Or call them at 601-264-4920. Oh, and don't forget, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This is one of the great rock songs of its era right here. That was a guess who? No. no Blood, Sweat, and Blood, Tears. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. Man, good stuff. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour right there in the shadow of the rock. Great place. Uh, well, great place anytime. You want to have lunch, you want to have dinner, want to go catch the game, hang out with some of your buddies. 
And they're even open on Christmas night. Is that not right, Kelly? It's one of their biggest biggest days of the year. Christmas night at 4th yeah. Street Bar Grill. We appreciate uh, all the guys at 4th Street Bar Grill do for our program. Men's basketball on the road in Beaumont, Texas tonight. They'll be taking on the Lamar Cardinals. Harold Mann knows a lot about the team they'll be facing. He's been uh, doing Cardinal sports, as I said, for 30 years, I believe he told us. And, Harold, we're glad to have you on the Eagle Hour. Thanks for your time, sir. You bet. Thank you guys for having me. Five and five, same record as Southern Miss. You guys coming off a nice win over Louisiana Monroe. What uh, type of basketball team are the Golden Eagles faced with tonight, Harold? Well, if everything's clicking, Lamar run the ball up and down the floor. They like pushing it up and down the floor. Uh, for instance, against uh, Monroe, 97-73 win. But the previous game, he had blown out by 20 at Sam Houston State. Uh, so it's been an up-and-down team, 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Had a good win against uh, UTSA, University of Texas San Antonio. Then we go to their place and lose. So it's just been which team is going to show up on what particular night. All right. Uh, is it a... Is it a shooting team? Do you play a lot in the paint? What What is the offensive strategy? I think you, you work it outside from the way in. Uh, Lamar does have uh, some good guys that battle down low. But, uh, for instance, B.B. Uh, Knight, uh, he comes off the bench. He's averaging 12.4 points again, the leading scorer. And he's like our sixth guy coming off the bench. He had uh, five threes against Monroe uh, last week. And then uh, – We've got two or three guys that will put the ball up uh, from uh, the three-point arc, but uh, not afraid to take it down low either. Luke? Um, Let's talk about Coach Brooks for a minute. I believe he played at Lamar and was at Houston for a while and, you know, in his, what, second or uh, is it second full season or third full season? Uh, Third. This is his third. Third. What what's kind of you know his approach coming back? He's been a part of very successful basketball programs, but coming back to his alma mater, pretty cool story. Really excited, uh, really excited uh, because he was here in Lamar's, as I do the air quotes here, heydays back in the day when Lamar was going to the either NIT or NCAA when they had a nice run there for a while. He was a two-year transfer point guard here and uh, had had that opportunity. And uh, and he's played in NCAA tournaments, and he's bounced around as an assistant coach. As a matter of fact, he was actually head coach of the U of H for a while. He's done some good programs like A&M and uh, help uh, recruit some of those big hosses you've seen at the U of H right now and wanted to come back home and, of course, played college ball here. I was an assistant coach here under Pat Foster before I moved to U of H, and the attitude has changed over the last couple of years up and down the entire athletic department here at Lamar. What, um, you know, the, the lay of the land, we're all, basketball's a little different. Um, yep. But what is the lay of the land like in Texas and, and basically the way that you guys, uh, you know, where, where you stand? And I'm sure it's, in some ways, it's, it's good. It's other ways, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. You know, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, your Olympic style sports, you know, Texas, of course, uh, goes all saying it's a football state. And uh, the football team is, and, and it's kind of funny when you say you go six and five and you've had an outstanding year, but in football, uh, the Cardinals come on off a six and five year in which the last three years combined, they won a total of five years, five games. And, uh, so that, that kind of laid the way for the Cardinal program and the fans are really excited. Women's basketball's picked up and we think Coach Brooks is now moving to bat- men's basketball program in that same direction. Kelly. Harold, do we know what Lamar was named after? Uh, Marabou Lamar. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, you'd have to check your Texas history books. They exactly know who he was. I'm a Nebraska guy, 
moved down here in 1990, but it's named after Marabou Lamar, and it goes back into the uh, uh, days of the Texas Alamo and uh, things along those lines. Yeah, when we, we've talked so much, almost ad nauseum on this program, about the transfer portal and things like that. Lamar, a victim of the transfer portal, as a lot of smaller schools are, where your top scorer leaves to go to the Pac-12, now playing at Washington. And you kind of have made a comment that it's almost like schools like Lamar and Southern Miss now are the minor league feeder systems to these uh, higher-resourced schools. And and you kind of made a comment, yeah, why not, if you're a Southern Miss coach or a Lamar coach, call you know Texas, Texas A&M, and say, hey, if, if you got some guys that aren't going to play, let them come here and play for a year, and we'll give them right back to you when that would probably happen anyway. That's as feasible a plan as anything I know. Kind of fill in the blanks there. I, I, I agree. You know, and that, that's what I, I even told our football coach that, uh, last year, our previous coach, uh, that, hey, why, why not call these Power, uh, power Five schools? They're going to have a four-star kid that's not going to play. And if they come here and they're a superstar, we're going to lose them anyway. To the transfer portal, and you just—it it is what it is. You might as well take advantage of it. And yeah, basically, you're right. The FCS level teams and the G5 level teams were a minor league system for the big boys. And it doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Bob. Yeah, you know, Harold, nope. you, you read headlines all weekend. I, I did about this player transferring here, this player transferring there, and uh, some some of our listeners poke a little fun at me and Kelly, saying we're old fashioned because we complain about that all the time, but. Really, I mean, if you look at it with objective eyes, how how could this be good for anybody other than, I guess, other than the kids that are making you know five hundred thousand dollars a year to go play football? It's a bidding. It's a bidding war. It's a, the, and I'm not a big fan of the NIL. Uh, somewhat inside me, yeah, should it be some type of compensation? I agree, but there should be a limit. There should be a cap. Is what I agree with. But on this transfer portal thing, I still go back to if you transfer, you sit out a year. That, that would slow it down somewhat, uh, especially in the Power Five. You're seeing guys leaving Ohio State, going to Nebraska, guys leaving Texas A&M, going to North Carolina, and, and they know they're not going to be penalized here for transferring. So it sounds like tonight, just based on what you said, Harold, do you expect this one to be kind of a, a higher-scoring affair, or am I just uh, reading it wrong? I think it will be, but then again, it comes down you know, for both uh, Southern Miss and Lamar if your shots are falling. If the shots are falling, I'm expecting the highest scoring game. I mean, you look at Lamar this year, they scored 114, they scored 90, uh, 97 their last time out. But then on the other side, there's been games when they went out and they scored uh, 70 or 65. Yeah, of course, <laughs> the defensive coach for the Golden Eagles, Juan Cardona, says if the guys give up any more than 50, 50, they're going to be doing some running. So. This ought to be an interesting matchup tonight. They could Bob. be running marathons yeah. next week. They, <laughs> Lamar they could go both ways if Lamar coaches do the same thing. We may be sticking around in the arena watching people run up and down the stairs. Yeah. We just we just talked about it in the previous segment, but uh, Lamar will be the first um, team to uh, to see Andre Carbello in a Southern Miss basketball uniform. He got cleared along with uh, you know the double transfers, and and this is a guy. He was uh, sixth man of the year. For uh, for the Big Ten a few years back, a Puerto Rican national team, and uh, and, and I mean it, it's exciting for Southern Miss fans. Been waiting for him to see, you know, just kind of been stuck in uh, the NCAA. But but what type of defense um, have you guys you know, you expect out of Lamar tonight? Well, they they traditionally run the man to man, and uh, we'll see that they may do a box and one if a shooter gets hot or something like that. But for the most part, 
Lamar runs a man-to-man, and uh, of course, if they're getting uh, beat up inside, you might uh, periodically sometimes see him drop into a zone, but for the most part, Lamar runs a man-to-man. And what were the expectations of this team, Harold, going into the season? Well, according to the league, they weren't high, but uh, because uh, you're playing with a lot of new kids, you lost, as I mentioned, as you guys mentioned, Nick Calmese, freshman of the year in the Southland Conference last year, is now suiting up for Washington. Uh, Yudo Yankimanko is suiting up for Portland University. Uh, so with the new guys coming in, there wasn't really a lot of respect, but uh, to be honest, McNeese State, boy, they're good. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough one in the conference, but the Cardinals feel though they could finish in the top uh, three or four in the conference. Yeah, the Eagles got walloped by McNeese last yeah, week. Yeah, and quite an atmosphere and quite a beautiful basketball arena. I was shocked at how pretty McNeese State's basketball. I think they did it right at Lake Charles. Now the Montaigne Center, uh, or actually now Natchez Credit Union Montaigne Center, they got to throw the uh, sponsor on there. We hold about ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what McNeese State did, theirs is about 4,700. And mm-hmm. for uh, Southland-type conference, I think that's about the right size. Because you get 3,500 people in there uh, in a 47, it's, it's going to be tough. And then they're, they're really excited. They got Coach Wade coming in from LSU. And, uh, and just to be honest, the NIL money they spent well. It's all legal, everything with NIL money. They got they got some good players. Yeah. Well, he was using money before the NIL was the NIL at LSU, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's why he's no longer at LSU. <laughs> on, that's why on he set out the first as 10 well. games. Yeah, right. well, Harold, we were really worried that McNeese was going to get put on probation after Will Wade got caught on tape at LSU, you know, or or uh, Monroe or somebody else. Once LSU was, was caught cheating, you got to watch out for everybody else getting punished for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, they're, they're our biggest rival. And uh, so, what hurt our feelings? Harold, we really appreciate your time. I hope we see some good basketball tonight. Thank you again, and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you, and thank you for having me on. Enjoyed it. All right. Harold Mann, everybody, is a play-by-play voice of the Lamar Cardinals. He'll be on the call tonight. Yeah. Mo Bay Beignet, Kelly. Great place to go get a wonderful dessert, hot, cold coffees, whatever you like. They'll cook the beignets when you get there. What a great break from Christmas shopping, and that would make a nice gift card for Christmas. Yeah, I can just close my eyes. That's one of my happy places. Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Go by and see them during the holidays. We're going to wrap up this Monday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on a Monday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Still time to get your Christmas presents, some uh, memberships, and uh, opportunities, instruction, pro shop. It's all there at DBAT and D1 in Hattiesburg. Luke, Bob, and Kelly. Winding down a Monday, the week before Christmas, from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Uh, Golden Eagles will take on Lamar 
this evening out in Beaumont, 7 p.m. I'm not seeing guys. Well, I'll take that back. Yeah, ESPN Plus. ESPN. Yeah, it's yeah. on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, uh, of course, John Cox on the call as well. Andre Corbello makes his Southern Miss debut this evening. Sunbelt in bowl action right now, like this very minute, just getting kicked off uh, about 20 minutes ago, the famous Toastery Bowl, Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. Monarchs just scored, like literally while I'm talking right now. Just ran one in. They are up 13 to nothing. Now 14 with the extra point good. So Monarchs out to a 14 to nothing. And they need to do something because Sunbelt right now, one and two. Georgia Southern got blown out by Ohio, 41 21. Ohio finished the year at 10 and three. Georgia Southern at six and seven. They lost 41 21 in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And then I watched this one, man. This was a really good game. Louisiana came up. Um, on on the uh, the wrong end of one, they tried to trick play in overtime and kind of got behind the sticks. And they lost to Jacksonville State. Rich Rod and Jack State finished nine and four. Louisiana finished at six and seven. That game thirty four to thirty one in overtime. And then I don't know if you guys watched the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. It was like running on ice. It, the the field was a mess. Guys were slipping. There was like ten fumbles in the game. But App State held on to defeat an 11 win, Miami of Ohio, 13 um, to 9. So currently now the Sun Belt 1 and 2 in bowl play. The MAC 1 and 1, Mountain West 1 and 1, Conference USA 1 and 1, and uh, Pac 12 1 and 1, and the Big 12, Texas uh, Tech beat Cal. Um, they're 1 and 0. Oh. So uh, coming up this week, of course, right now, Old Dominion leading Western Kentucky 14 to nothing. Marshall against UTSA tomorrow in the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. And then later this weekend, Arkansas State, Northern Illinois on Saturday, James Madison and Air Force, Georgia State and Utah State, and South Alabama, Eastern Michigan, and the fifth Sunbelt game Saturday, Coastal Carolina, San Jose State. I liked it better when the bowls were named after fruit than these weird names that you hear now. It, well, everything's about money, Bob. Money, money, money. You got money. the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It's a vegetable. Yeah, and the avocado bowl. I mean, I said, what is an avocado? Is that a fruit or a vegetable? Well, it has a big seed in the middle, so that would make it a fruit, right? I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, it should be. Will the Thrill Tony's in there. I bet he knows about that kind of stuff. You mean, you you don't like the Duke Mayo's bowl where they dump the bowl of mayonnaise on the winning coach? That's a little uh, that, nasty. That Duke's mayonnaise bowl has got to be the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Um, wasabi Fenway bowl, so maybe the loser has to mm. eat like a plate full of wasabi. That would be mm. funny to watch. Mm, mm. This is Will Tony. you hear. Will will be producing the Eagle Hour Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. You're gonna really you're gonna be in the studio with Kelly. Is that is that correct? Have you ever done that before, Will? I have, and uh, I've got to do some special preparations for that because yeah, it's, it, it's a tough thing to do. You guys are talking about that Mexican Mexico avocado bowl. There we go. I went to try to get some of those the other day at the store, and I asked the clerk. I said, "Where on what aisle could I get the Mexican avocados?" She said, "See." <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. See what you're Kelly, in store for, Will? Kelly, when you're walking through um, the march or riding through the march, uh, fruit for you would be you would be part of the Pop-Tarts Bowl. No, fruit, yeah, get out of my way, fruit. Pop-Tarts. I don't, yeah. Pop-Tarts. Yeah. 
Will may not know this. Yeah, we may know this. Will Kelly is about to go to Washington and participate in the Million Pound March. I was sitting in here when y'all were talking about that, and I (laughs) swear y'all just about had Luke thrown up in the trash can beside the board. He was laughing so hard. Look, so we've got we do have some. We have the Peach Bowl. We have the Orange Bowl. Kelly's favorite is the Sugar Bowl. Yes, like the name. (laughs) Yeah, never stops. Does it? No, it's okay. Is that is that a fruit? Sugar fruit. Yeah. Now, speaking of bowl games, Kelly's alma mater is playing in the Liberty Bowl? Yeah, Iowa State. We're playing uh, Memphis. 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 Yeah, on the 29th of December. So I'm going to get to go up there and, and uh, see. You don't get to see them play much, do you? No, and, and some of my dorm buddies are, are there. I'm going to stop at a couple of cemeteries on the way up and see the rest of my dorm buddies. Oh, I see, I see, uh, <laughs> I see. You know, and your you girlfriend, see? the one that won most likely to conceive, isn't that, is she going to be there? No, I think I, – no, I don't, I don't think she's – No, she's not around she, anymore. Yeah, she's – but she did not disappoint in high school, I'll say that. <laughs> Um, you're you know. gonna have a great time, Will. I'm really, I'm really happy for you. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it, you Mom. get to do this. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Sanders been on a roll today. I don't know what he drank over the weekend. As Joan Crawford said, "Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy <laughs> night." <laughs> He's been doing this since he walked in my office this morning. I'm telling oh, you. God. Here's another one: cheese it bowl, Kelly. You can. Oh, now you there like you go. that one, don't you, Kelly? Some dairy for you. Yeah, no, uh, cheese does not sit well with me. No? Well, no, I like think what, when you have the tuna salad. You what's got me here. going this morning, Coach Cardona gave me some of that Cuban coffee for Christmas. I'm, I, I could drive pineapples to Hawaii right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.